This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new look into how agencies handled the major cyber incidents last year. Two U.S. Marines are the first members of the military to actually receive religious exemption from the COVID vaccine. And more additions are made to the office of the federal CIO. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies struggled to respond to major cyber incidents last year because some failed to retain any network logging data. That's according to a Government Accountability Office report on the federal response to the SolarWinds and Microsoft Exchange exploits. Since those incidents, the White House has published new logging requirements for agencies. GAO also found information sharing between law enforcement, the private sector, and intelligence agencies was difficult and time-consuming. But the audit says agencies are making progress on that issue and other lessons learned as part of last year's cybersecurity executive order. What should the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency look like in 2025? One lawmaker aims to find out. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. New York Republican John Katko says CISA should be a $5 billion a year agency. Not because I'd like to spend money, but because I know the need is there. As ranking member of the House Homeland Security Committee, Katko is launching a new legislative push called CISA 2025. He'll spend the next year developing a proposal to boost CISA's powers to both police federal network security and work with the private sector to reduce critical security risks. He says the workforce is also a key consideration. It's hard to keep the private sector, but we have to appeal to people's better angels at least to come and serve for a while because we need them. Democratic lawmakers propose a 5.1% average pay raise for federal employees next year. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The Federal Adjustment of Income Rates, or FAIR Act, would grant a 4.1% across-the-board pay raise to feds, plus a 1% increase in locality pay. Congressman Jerry Connolly and Senator Brian Schatz introduced the bill. The bill has been reintroduced eight years running, but it is yet to pass. President Joe Biden signed an executive order granting federal employees a 2.7% pay raise on average that went into effect January 1st. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Agencies spent more money through best-in-class contracts in fiscal 2021 than ever before. New analysis from Bloomberg government found almost $51 billion went through these 40-plus government-wide contracts that OMB deemed best-in-class. Spending on best-in-class contracts has almost doubled since 2017 when agencies spent just under $27 billion. BGov says spending through BICs accounted for 8% of all procurement dollars in 2021. The Defense Logistics Agency, the Veterans Affairs Department, and the Air Force were among the biggest users of these vehicles. NASA's SOUP and GSA's Alliant contracts were among the most used BICs last year. The Marine Corps has granted COVID-19 vaccine religious exemptions to two of its service members, making it the first military service to approve any religious exemption to the vaccine. The service had previously denied more than 3,300 exemption requests, and another 138 are still pending. Stars and Stripes reports the Marines declined to comment on the reasons behind the exemptions, citing privacy concerns. 
A thousand more military medical personnel are set to deploy to civilian hospitals next week to help relieve staff who've been stretched thin by the Omicron wave. That's on top of 400 active duty troops the Pentagon has already sent out. DOD says the medical teams will come from the military's own treatment facilities and head to places in Cleveland, New York, Providence, Detroit, Albuquerque and Newark, New Jersey. Military families get another win over privatized military housing landlords. Federal News Network Scott Massioni explains. Hunt Companies, one of the largest providers of privatized military housing, is agreeing to pay $500,000 to settle fraud allegations with the government. The company is not admitting fault. The allegations stem from Dover Air Force Base, where service members and their families say the company put profit over their welfare. The lawsuit alleges that Hunt Companies falsified performance records between 2013 and 2019 to receive incentive fees from the military. Tenants in the homes reported long wait times for maintenance and mold in their houses. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Air Force is changing the way it prepares its enlisted airmen to better compete against adversaries like China and Russia. The service's new Enlisted Force Development Action Plan outlines 28 objectives for the next two years. Those include integrating wellness and resilience, increasing value on experience in the promotion system, and providing a modern toolkit for frontline leaders. The Office of the Federal CIO is staffing back up. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Office of Management and Budget is bringing in some much-needed reinforcements to the Office of the Federal CIO. OMB named Drew Michael Gard as the new Associate Deputy Federal CIO, a new position in the office. He's on detail from the Department of Veterans Affairs, where he worked for the past eight years, including as the Executive Director of Product Engineering. OMB also named Eileen Vadreen as the Strategic Advisor for Data to the Federal CIO. Vadreen comes to OMB after spending the last three-plus years as the Chief Data Officer at the Air Force. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the head of the National Archives and Records Administration is retiring from government. Archivist of the United... Archivist of the United States David Ferriero will step down from his position in mid-April after serving on the job for 12 years. During his tenure, Ferriero has helped NARA wean the rest of the federal government off paper records and move to electronic record keeping. By the end of this year, NARA will no longer accept paper records from any agency. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.